The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is not Vena Jones-Cox, but I am the uh, famous or infamous Mr. Drew sitting in for Vena Jones-Cox as she gallivants about the country lecturing people on real estate investing. Um, So uh, this is going to be a bit of an unusual show, perhaps, because I am in. Well, actually, I guess George is in the command chair, but I am in the broadcast chair. And uh, Vina has uh, paid obeisance enough that I agreed to have her on as a guest this week. And I'm just trying to give a new kid a break, you know, help her get into this whole real estate investing, real estate investing education, broadcast radio kind of thing. So I'm here to to kind of give her her shot and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Miss uh, Jones Cox, is it? That's an unusual name. Are you are you with us? I'm here. This uh, this is very strange. I have actually never heard the show from this perspective. It's always it's always the guest who's on the phone, and I am sitting there and listening to all the music and everything over my cell phone. It's just I'm I'm having I'm having a moment here, and I'm I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot of the meeting place for the Central Florida Realty Investors here in Orlando, which was one of the biggest and best groups in the country. And um, I'm hoping nobody comes and knocks on my window because I'm their speaker <laughs> tonight. And I get to see, to see somebody coming over and going, hey, hey. Hey, Vina. So yes. I guess I'm going to kind of keep my head down here. Well, this that's just one of the many benefits of live radio. Yeah, we'll just we'll just roll with it. And I'll be like, hey, Joe, you want to be on the radio? <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, my guest is having a guest. Hey, jump in the car and we'll both talk to Drew. That'll be that'll be awesome. So um, let's uh, let's dig in if uh, if if we can. But a quick question first. What's the temperature there? It is 80 degrees outside right oh. now. I know. George just fainted because it's <laughs> it's nasty and getting nastier here. Um, yeah, imagine imagine flying out of there. I mean, there's just no good compromise. I flew out of there this morning. It was 27 degrees when I left. When I got here, it was 79. How does one dress? Uh, uh, in layers? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's all I got. I was, freezing, I was freezing when I left there because I didn't want to bring a big jacket. And yeah. then I got here, and of course I was sweating because I was in a turtleneck. And well, you, you, you might be coming home to snow, so heads up on that. Yay. Uh, yay. I know that I know that makes you happy. So let's let's talk. Let's let's dig in. So you, Vina, have done more actual research on goal setting and the like than anyone I've ever met. I've, I've often considered this, you know, an almost an example of mental illness on your part. 
um, because this is something that you have actually given study to, not just, oh, I read an interesting article or someone recommended this cute book. And yet you've been perfectly willing to write on the coattails of the results of all that goal setting for 20 years. Oh, sure. That's that's actually you know a plan that I wrote out in uh, junior high school was that I was uh, just yeah. going to co- coattail <laughs> you for the rest of my life. Um, if you wrote out plans, you wouldn't need me. <laughs> I, I think George just increased the delay up to 12, just in case this turns Goes ugly. To 11. <laughs> um, he, he, he let me know as soon as I walked in that he had it all warmed up and, and ready to go. So, okay, kid, kidding aside, um, I've seen the big difference that it's made in, in our business, the business that you and I do together uh, over the last few years, and especially... Uh, in the last few months where you, you, you've really kind of hit that hard again. Um, so I would like to just do this as kind of an, a regular interview format where I ask you some questions about kind of what you've learned and what you recommend and what you do, uh, if that's all right. And I also want to invite questions from the audience. Uh, if you have a question and you want to call in, the number on which to do that is 877-772-9658. Uh, or you can, there's a Q&A form at realliferealestate.com, uh, the, the uh, web portion of this show, um, the web portal for the show, I guess I should say. So if you don't want to be on the air, you're shy, or, oh, I hate how my voice sounds on the radio, um, you can just type out your question and I assume there is some way for us to retrieve that. Um, so are you are you down with that plan, moving ahead, Red? Yes, and, and actually I also have my computer open on my lap and I can receive the email. So I'm going to be, the guest is going to be asking herself the questions if this they come is, in via email. This is, why am I here? Good Lord. <laughs> this, this could just be you and George. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, all right. Well, I'll I'll see you when you come so home George, tomorrow. What's up? <laughs> it goes to eleven. Oh, that's my only line. Uh, all right. So the the first thing, the thing that I wanted to cover first is uh, I wanted to ask you about quote smart goals end quote because I know what a huge fan of smart goals you are, and in fact, I I actually had you interestingly enough as a guest at a at, at another thing that I ran at a subgroup meeting uh, where you did just a brilliant kind of takedown of, of smart goals. And I, I don't know that you want to go that far in, but uh, I, first of all, explain your position on smart goals to us. Okay. Lesson one, sarcasm doesn't work, work real well over the radio. And you probably have a bunch of listeners sitting there going, Oh, do you know, like smart goals? I should go, I should go check those out. When, in fact, what you mean is Vina hates smart goals. And, well, that's true, um, but I'm afraid sarcasm is my pri- is my first language. So, yeah. Okay, I'll try it to I'll try to adjust. TV. I don't I don't know. Um, the uh, okay, so so uh, I think most listeners will have been exposed at some time or another to this idea of smart goals. If you if you haven't seen it. Um, recommended to you as a as a kind of a goal setting procedure you might have done it at your company because it's really big in corporate america and and smart stands for i'm i'm, I'm probably going to get this wrong but it's your goals are supposed to be specific 
measurable, attainable, uh, I know the T is time-bound, and I can't remember, realistic, realistic. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound, meaning that there's some kind of deadline on them. And just, just to give a little geeky history, and I know we must be coming up on a break here, which is another weird thing because I can't see George Dust, you know, desperately um, gesticulating to tell me I have to take a break, so I'm just going to keep talking for a minute. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll just ignore him. I'll pull the shade. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it actually, smart goals were actually developed in corporate America at uh, GE back in the 50s, like, like 50s or 60s. It's an old, old... Uh, concept and the idea was to bring some order to what the different departments were doing because of course that's a, that's a huge company it makes everything from what light bulbs to aircraft engines and they had they had parts of their organization that were performing spectacularly and parts that were doing the same thing but in a different part of the country that were just lagging and it was an attempt to kind of bring some bring some structure to is everybody doing what they what they need to be doing and it it transformed the company i mean there's no question it absolutely worked and they had they had everybody from you know the ceo on down to the the janitors setting smart goals for things and it seems on the face of it to be you know if i if i'm gonna if i'm gonna adopt a procedure for setting goals you know, being specific, having them be measurable, having them be realistic and time-bound, that all sounds like good stuff. But the, the part of the story that you don't always hear about GE and their SMART goals is that they, they later discovered that SMART goals had a very basic problem, which is that it is easy to set a SMART goal that is not meaningful, I can, I can specifically, measurably, attainably, realistically, and in a time-bound way set a goal to make sure that all the filing is done right. And that's not really going to affect the, the profitability of GE or of Bowie Properties, for that matter. And yet, you know, you get the, you get the, the same thrill out of setting that goal and, you know, making sure it's, it's all of those things that you do off of um, checking something off your to-do list. Yeah, sure. That's exactly the analogy that I was going to make. So you set well, the so bar really yeah. low and you get to check the box and go, look at the progress I'm making. Right. And they found that people were doing that. So if you're someone who has ever added something to your to-do list that you already finished so that you can check it off, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So GE later brought in a second concept which is that you don't hear that much about, which is called stretch goals. Yeah. And a stretch goal is one that is is very desirable but so out there that you literally cannot see how to reach it from where you are now it's 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 a, it's a crazy goal you know it's make it it's make a car that'll go 300 miles an hour safely well that can't be done well no we don't know that it can't be done we just don't know how to do it okay hang on and, hang, hang on to that just a second because i i want to get into that but either george wants to give me a massage or it's time for a break it's it's one of the two and i want to find out so we're gonna we're gonna step aside for a quick second and and, uh, and unwrap the, the mystery that is George. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. My name is Mr. Drew, and I am your new radio deity. 
So thank you for joining us. Uh, for those of you who would like to break into the conversation and ask a question or make your thoughts known, we invite you to call us. If you are out of the greater Cincinnati area, you can call us at 877-772-9658. If you're local, you can save the radio station a few pennies by just making that local call and calling 513-772-9658. So back to our guest uh, Ms. Jones Cox, Venina, is that, am I saying that right? Vernina? That's so old already. Uh, 18 minutes into the show. and I know, that's just sad, isn't it? <laughs> so, okay, you were talking about stretch goals, and where, where I had to interrupt you was you were saying stretch goals are often the end of them is completely out of sight. So uh-huh. kind of bring us back up to speed there. Well, for for a lot of real estate entrepreneurs. It is possible to see what is possible because you can look, I mean, if you belong to a real estate association, there's somebody in your association who's killing it. There's there's someone, there's someone who's doing two deals a week, who's, who owns a hundred rentals, who you only see a couple of weeks a month or a couple of weeks a year because they live in Tahiti the rest of the time. I mean, you, you see where real estate has gotten them And you want that, but you can't see how to get from where you are to that place. True story. And that would be an example of a stretch goal is just just say, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but my goal, not for this year, you know, you don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Oh, my New Year's resolution is to be as rich as Bob, who's been in real estate for 25 years, is by the end of the year. Yeah, that, that, that's not it. It's, it's. You know, my my stretch goal is I want to be completely living on passive income and able to do whatever I reasonably want to do uh, in a decade, right? And once you have that goal, figuring out how to turn the milestones into SMART goals that you actually can see how to achieve them is is much simpler. But if you won't, if you don't make the stretch goal, if the biggest resolution you set this year was this year I'm actually going to learn how to wholesale houses. Then you're not you're not pushing yourself. You're not giving yourself anything that's really going to inspire you. And we'll leave the smart goal topics topics with this as a procedure for setting goals. I'm sure it works for some people. In fact, I know one or two people who use it and swear by it and so on, but it it really was not it really was not set up for individuals and small businesses like we have. It was really set up so that managers in a large corporate structure could keep track of whether or not they're, they're, the folks that were under them were on track with goals that were going to make the corporation rich. So it's not, it's, not even really, it's not even really something that was set up for the purpose of what you and I would, would use it for. Okay, I dig that. All right, and before I, I don't want to, I don't want to gear negative too long. But uh, there's there before we talk about what maybe does work. Uh, I want to, I want to kind of cap this off a little bit on on what you know you think doesn't work or isn't a great idea. I know not just you study this, but you work with literally hundreds of investors all over the the country every year in your, you know, you do teaching and classes and all kinds of stuff. Um, so 
in fact, you're you're coming up at 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 a, a little local group um, that we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, you must see a lot of other things that kind of don't work. And uh, what are give us give us the other misses, if you will? Well, I don't think it's negative to say that this is something that is important, and most people are doing it in a way that doesn't work because I think that most people know that you don't reach most of the goals you set for yourself, right? I mean, we just, we just, we're, we're just wrapping up new year's resolution season. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who have already broken their new year's resolutions and it's, it's so common. It's almost like, you know, a societal meme. I'm going to set a new year's resolution and I'm not even going to remember what it was by February. And it's, it's important that you set goals that are important to you. And if you can't set them and reach them, then you got to find a different way to do it or your life just never changes. So I don't, I don't think it's a negative to say think, things that you are doing are not working if that is, in fact, the case. And uh, the, some, of the, some of the other things that – I don't know. I see, I see this out a lot in, in the real estate investor culture are things like, well, all you have to do is have written goals. And put them on your shaving mirror. That's that's Dale Carnegie, right? Because no sure. no woman would ever have had goals in the 1950s when he was writing about that. Um, and well, and he stole day. it from Ben Franklin. Let me just give props to my boy Ben real quick. <laughs> and and look at them every day, and then you will achieve them. Or you know, it, it's more uh, a recent New Agey cousin of. Um, uh, you know, attra- use the law of attraction. Oh. Just, just in- envision your goals and, and feel them and uh, make them three-dimensional and colorful and smell it and hear it. And, y- yeah, that's that's all very inspiring. But if that's all you do, you're not ever reaching your goals. And, and, and I think that, you know, hey, I'm as attracted to the idea of magically manifesting stuff into my life as, as anybody else is. Uh, I just haven't found that it actually works. Um, setting setting goals, and this particularly applies to New Year's resolutions, that don't have a, a pretty detailed plan about, okay, so I know what the end picture is. I know where I want to be on December 31st, 2017. What I don't know is what's, what I haven't thought through is what steps, what milestones are going to get me there and also faced up to there are certain things that are probably going to get in my way. You know, what we call issues are going to arise. And how am I going to overcome those as they arise and and reset and and take another direction if that's what is required? If you don't have a plan, you you don't really have – you don't really have a goal so much as you do sort of just a a daydream. I dig it. So that's kind of what you say to the people who are like, oh, resolutions are terrible because – it's awful, and I always feel bad about myself. A resolution just isn't enough. There's got to be there's got to be a plan to actually reach that, in instead of just going. This is my wish. Um, is when that, you when you think about the word resolution, yes, I'm resolving it, to it. it. It it implies that you are going to do this out of pure resolve. I am that that you are. You are you are going to lose thirty pounds out of pure resolve. By the time fact, I leave the building, yes. <laughs> in fact, 
um, George, you're going to need to cut Drew's head off <laughs> to help him with that resolution. There's 15 FYI. pounds right there. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, you're, you're, you're basically saying my my motivation in the moment, which, which in the case of, of New Year's resolutions is often about I'm dissatisfied with something it's not that i'm it's not that i'm reaching for something better it's that i'm trying to get away from something that's making me unhappy mm-hmm. and you're the idea that you're going to depend on staying motivated to just make that work is crazy you know you, you gotta you also have to not go into the cookie aisle when you go to the grocery store and you know not bring chocolate milk into the house if chocolate milk is a problem for you and <laughs> and and also have a you know have a uh, an accountability group that, that, that you can talk to when you're feeling weak and also weigh in every day and see how you're doing. I mean, and, and everything I'm saying also applies to any resolution you would have about your real estate business. I dig you. You know, you need to have, you need to have a plan and sometimes in the course of the plan, and since you're apparently not going to mention this, I will, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow night at Cincinnati Ria. Well, I did tease her about it. Yes. Sometimes in the plan, an issue arises, mm-hmm. right? You say, okay, so, so my goal for the year is this year I'm going to flip six properties, one every two months. Um, issue, I have no idea how to flip a property. Okay, well, if you know that that's the issue, then the solution presents itself. Okay, so step one is I need to go find a class or I need to go – buy a home study course or a book or go to a subgroup or something so that I can find out what the steps are to doing this. And, and, and the second thing is uh, I vaguely do know that to flip a property, I need to go find motivated sellers. So I need to, uh, my, my second, my second milestone is I'm going to go find a hundred motivated sellers. Right. So it's, it's, it's easier (laughs) to, uh, make a plan backwards right from here's my big goal well i i hang on let me let me interrupt you again because here's my plan for like the next three minutes we're going to take another quick break we're gonna we're gonna come back we've got a couple callers on the line so i don't want to leave them hanging forever and then we will get back i want to i want to actually spend a couple minutes where we talk about your appearance at cincinnati ria and how people can can you know enjoy that and and consume it uh, because we were ta- we were talking about them having a couple of options. So stand by a second, and then we'll come back and we'll pick this back up. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am Mr. Drew, sitting in for the lovely and talented six-foot redhead known as Vena Jones-Cox. Um, so, Vena, do you let me let me ask you because you're the expert at this? Do you want to do you want to finish that thread and go to the phones, or go to the phones and then finish that thread? I think I was more or less finished with that thread. Okay. All right. Well, then let's see if our if our guests are still there. Line one, Bob from here in Cincinnati. Hey, hey, Bob. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Are you still with us? I most certainly am. Excellent. How you doing, buddy? I am fabulous. Good. And the show notes said that uh, she was that Fina was actually going to be broadcasting live from Disney World. And my <laughs> one thought: Disney World, eh? <laughs> was that Disney is the perfect place to illustrate goal setting. Because they talk to the vast majority of people that go to Disney, and they show up, and they go on, like, four rides in the whole day and are terribly frustrated. 
because, you know, they go with the goal of having a good time, but they actually don't have a good plan ahead of time. And there's, you know, a lot of, believe it or not, there are actually people that do um, timed research study on mines and the best way to get through Disney World and so on and so forth. And if you actually follow their advice, you could literally get on like three times as many things in three hours as most people do in a full day. And so I just thought that was the perfect example for goal setting of how having a real plan for your goal can make a huge difference. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely right. I mean, any anything that you're that you're struggling with, anything that you're, especially in real estate, it's not like there's a lack of information out there about how to do real estate. In fact, if anything, there is an overabundance of information about how to do real estate. So if you're sitting around going, well, I I really want to flip a house this month, but I'm not really sure, like, what is this motivated seller people are talking about? Go to a REA meeting and ask someone. Go online and Google motivated seller. Go on one of the many, many chat boards that are out there and just ask the question. Don't let stupid stuff like that stop you. So well, for heaven's um, sake, go and make four or five offers and see what happens. Exactly. You know, oh, what, what, what if they don't accept my offer? Well, guaranteed they won't if you don't ask. So just go ask a lot of people until one says yes. People do let people who have no frame of reference with which to evaluate whether something's going to work or not will spend hours, days, months, sometimes years trying to intellectually decide whether it's going to work or not instead of going out and, and doing what research they can and then trying it. That sounds like yeah. sound advice. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bob. I appreciate you you calling in and and making your timely comparison there. Um, okay. Have fun. All right. We'll see you, buddy. Um, that was our buddy Bob. Um, <laughs> all right. Yes. So, who I had who I had no idea actually read my emails. I see. Hey, you suddenly got all hollow sounding. Uh, and I am hearing a. Um, uh, I'm actually. If, if you That's guys what break, I'm actually going to hang up and call. And actually, have George call me back. Vina, know what it is? Is that we punched up the next caller here, and so you're hearing a little bit of feedback from them, but ah. it should clear up here as we go to the caller. So oh. we have Barry okay. in Cincinnati. Hey, Barry, how are you? All right. Well, uh, oh, it's, oh, we lost Barry. Super That's loud. Right. Yeah, I, super I, loud in my phone. There we go. That should be better. There we go. Now it's over. All right. We <laughs> lost Barry. All right. Oh, well, all too right. Bad about Barry. Yeah, well, that's a Call that's back, a Barry. So, um, so I know that you were you said you were kind of finished with that thread, but I I don't want kind of the that to get lost in everything else we said. So at the at the local uh, Cincinnati Real Estate Greater Cincinnati Real Estate Investors Association tomorrow night, you are a speaker, um, and you're going to be covering this whole kind of you know swamp of goal setting and what's the kind of the right way to go about it and what are the pitfalls to avoid and you know how do you actually stay on track which you know is is actually kind of my next question for you um i can as you know as you learned over the past 35 years or so um i can set goals um it's actually kind of staying focused on them the where the whole system breaks down um, the problem is like if everything else in my life went perfectly smoothly, 
I could hit the marks, you know, that I, that I had set out for myself, but then, you know, life interrupts in some way. How do you kind of stay focused and on track when, you know, life happens? Well, life happening is the reason we don't hit our goals. If we could just clear out every other thing that that is already going on and is going to continue to go on, whether we reach our goals or not, then it would be really easy <laughs> to to just stay right on that track and never 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 wake up one day and go, "Wow, it's been like a month since I did anything about that thing that I said I was going to do." The key to sort of maintaining focus, especially on these longer-term goals, we're not we're not talking here about well, my goal this week is to send out 200 postcards. That's not really a goal. It's really like a task. We're talking about the the long-term, the the one-year, the the five-year, the ten-year type of goals is to break it down into bite-sized chunks and and studies show that a bite-sized chunk is one that can be completed within the next 90 days. If you try to say on January 1st that by December 31st I'm going to have X, Y, or Z, whatever, whatever that is for you, whether that's more rentals or more equity or more cash in the bank or more wholesale deals or retail deals or whatever, that's too far out to um, – to really work on and but what you can work on is you can work on stuff within the next quarter so a really good way to keep the goals in focus is to set the big goals and then look at what are the things that need to happen in the next 90 days in order to move me enough closer to that big goal that I will actually have reached it by the end of the year now that's still not enough if your problem is I set these things, I get all inspired, I'm all excited, but then I just sort of forget about them over time. The problem is probably not, is probably that you are not prioritizing the the actions that it's going to take to get to those big goals. So every day of your life, you have a bunch of things that are going to be vying for your attention. And depending on who you are and what your life is, that could be your other job, your kids, your hobbies, your uh, pets, your, you know, church, your whatever those things are, that just sort of your, your brain already knows how to do those things. It, it, you know, it's in a groove. It, it's in a groove of thinking these are my priorities when, in fact, sometimes they turn out to be other people's priorities. And stuff like, well, actually, in the next year, I want to 100% change my life by buying five rental properties so that I can have a really comfortable retirement is going to get lost. Um, there's a book that I, that I, that I really enjoyed and uh, always recommend to people when they ask about goal setting called four disciplines of execution. And it's by, uh, the Covey uh, kid, isn't it? And Covey are the first two authors. I think there's yeah. like four authors that are, that are on the front cover, but, uh, four disciplines of execution. And they call all of that stuff, the whirlwind, which I think is a great name for it because I've experienced that in my own business, that there's the whirlwind of got to get the mail out, got to take the incoming phone calls, got to hire the next person, got to fire the last person, got to 
um, make that offer to that seller, got to calculate the offer to the next seller, got to do the comps, got to, and, and this stuff, it will take up your entire day, every day for your whole life. So this growth goal that you have of, well, no, I don't just want to do the same thing I did last year. I want to do more deals or I want to do my first deal or whatever has got to be put at the top of the daily to-do list. So if you have, and I'm just going to randomly pick a goal because our listeners have all sorts of different goals, but by the end of the year, you want to own at least one four-family apartment. Okay, go There's going to be some steps. Got to find out who owns four families in this city. Got to contact them and see if they want to sell. Got to see what kind of cap rate four families bring in the city. Got to get a contract to write offers on a four-family. Uh, and you could, you could probably list 50 more. Mm-hmm. But each of those things is just going to not happen if you don't put it at the top of your to-do list every day. And I'm not saying spend your whole day on nothing but the, the leading indicators. You do have to deal with the whirlwind as well. But that happens first. That happens before you go onto Facebook, before you check email, before you start returning people's calls, before you, and if it's only, if all you can do, because many, many, many of our listeners are part-time, some want to be full-time, some don't, but when I say your day, I mean the beginning of whatever your day is for the time that you work on real estate, so maybe your day starts at 8 o'clock at night, well, from 8 to 8.30, you're working on one of these wildly important goals. And maybe you only get half an hour into it and you got to stop and you got to go deal with a whirlwind. But if you did a half an hour three days a week, you would be in so much a different position at the end of the year than you are right now. Hmm. So it's a, matter of, it's a matter of knowing what the things are and then making an intentional decision that even though this other thing is bugging me or even though, you know, my husband's yelling at me about how the dishes aren't done, it doesn't matter. First thing that gets taken care of is something on that big to do with i i was really hoping that uh you were going to say the secret to this is just ignoring the problems until they die or how's that worked for you maybe cookies and napping or something (laughs) um but okay so the 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 answer is kind of more work so uh we need to step aside for another quick second when we come back though that what i want you to think about real quick red is so far you're kind of discussing like in some ways that this happens in a vacuum you know i'm going to think about my goals and set them what if you have not just family that you have to you know fold this stuff into your life with them but what if you're not a one-man show what if you have like a a particularly demanding business partner or something, and you've got to get buy-in from them. Uh, so when we get back, let's dig into that a little bit and see what your big old brain comes up with. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back, Real Life Real Estate Radio listeners. My name is Mr. Drew, sitting in for Vena Jones-Cox, who is ironically joining us by phone from Orlando because she just doesn't trust me to do this on my own. So, Vena, uh, have you set your your uh, marvelous little cells to, to working on the question that I posed before we took a break? Yes, but before we get to that, okay, you mentioned... Go on. In the last segment, that real, the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati was having its first meeting of the year 
tomorrow night. Yep. You did not mention that it is free and open to the public and that people can get more information about that at CincinnatiRia.com. Well, you can deduct that from my paycheck for, for screwing <laughs> that up. And, and, and we also, didn't mention that, the there's, way, that there's food. Yeah, free food at 530. And uh, Ben Bauer, who's an attorney and um, pretty much grew up around real estate, is going to be talking from six to seven about uh, five things you should do this year to reduce your risk. So I know a lot of people set New Year's resolutions that this is my year in real estate. And if you live in the Cincinnati area, the first the first piece of that is you got to go join the community. And the community is RIA of Greater Cincinnati. If you live someplace else in the country, go join your local community. If you live in Orlando, come down here to CFRI. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> um, You've got like so, 45 minutes to get there before Vina goes on. So um, if you, the question was about, you know, some people work their spouses, some people have a partner, and some people have a little bit more of a full-blown business where there's maybe some, some employees involved, like not virtual assistants, but actually, you know, people who are there where you are. And for for your for your business goal setting, everyone who is a stakeholder needs to be involved in that process. You you can't you can't kind of set goals and then come in and tell your spouse this is what we are doing in our real estate business this year. Uh, you, you you really have to um, get buy in. And, and uh, one of the things that I've, I've seen happen, in fact, this happened to Drew and I in November when we sat down and did um, our 10-year plan, three-year plan, and then one-year plan. And I'm going to describe that at the RIA meeting tomorrow, so don't worry too much about that. Um, we discovered that we were completely out of sync on what we thought the 10-year and three-year plan were. Because what, we, what we've done from year to year up until now is really just sort of what do we want to do next year that was different than this year? And that was the end of the discussion. You know, we want to do more of this kind of deal and less of this kind of deal, and we want to finance more properties or raise more cash or whatever the thing may be, but it was kind of a very short-term outlook. And when we sat down and started with, well, what do we want this business to be in 10 years? It was, we had completely different answers. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a... let me interject something here, and I'm not. It's going to sound like I'm trying to be flip, but I'm not. Um, One-year goals are horribly, horrifyingly long-term, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I mean, that's that's something that I struggle with a little bit. And you know, when you're like, "What are our ten-year goals?" and I'm like, "Good God." <laughs> You know, I don't know, not die and uh, make some money, you know, so that was that our, our you know, multi-hour conversation about that uh, was kind of eye-opening and, and very uncomfortable all at the same time. And yet the outcome was positive. It, 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 it really, I mean, by having the long, hard conversation and it wasn't multi-hour, it was multi-day it was pretty much three days a week between Thanksgiving and about middle of December. Uh, the, the result was we kind of shook up the whole structure of the business in a way that I think is going to be positive. Now, for folks who do have partners and employees, there's another book that I'm going to recommend to you. It's called Traction, and it's by a guy named Gino Wickman. And it's important to write down Wickman. If you're writing down Traction, write down Wickman. Because I, when I first heard about it, I looked it up. And there's two books called Traction on the market right now. 
you're looking for the one uh, by a guy named Wickman. So um, that was, uh, you know, if you're if you're if you want to do more research into sort of small business goal setting, uh, Traction is a really good uh, guide to doing that. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Vina made me read that book, and and that that had some good points to it. I don't I I struggle with the the sort of language that those things are written in, because they want to build everything up and kind of take you along the path to look. Now we're gonna defend our you know our thesis thusly, and so and I'm like, you know, man, just give it to me on a three by five card and say, hey, try this. Um, but that you know it was it was worth the the effort to kind of to kind of slog through that so you say with with and i'm not trying to run the book down it's just not you know i don't necessarily communicate that way um so you need buy-in it sounds like from everyone around you i mean i understand you can't come in and dictate to your spouse I understand that you can't come in and dictate to your partner because I, I've never done it successfully. Um, but if you've got employees, don't you just say, hey, we're doing it this way now? If the employees are not bought in, they need to leave. You you have to at least see if they are bought into the goals and the the picture, right? Like 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 in a year, we want the business to look and feel like this. In three years, we want the business to look and feel like this. And as you know, some of the biggest employee mistakes we have ever made, in, in, and at the time, at the time we maybe could not have put this in words, but in retrospect, it was not letting go of people who did not have the same vision for the business that we did. And, it, and it's not that your employees have to, you know, eat, drink, breathe, sleep, your business the way you do, you're not going to find somebody like that. They don't, those those folks don't exist. The reason they're employees is because they want to go home and not think about it anymore at five o'clock at night. But if, yeah, if you don't, if they don't know what your goals are and, and maybe even have some input into them and truly have buy-in, they, for, for the good of you and them, they need to go work someplace else. Hmm. Hmm. So you're you're suggesting that you involve them like uh, I guess you know there are an infinite number of possibilities so you don't know I you can't predict how much voice to give to anyone's particular employee but explain enough to them that maybe they feel like they're participating in some way and that that they have they're invested emotionally or intellectually now, this isn't, invested this isn't, as well. This isn't to throw them throw them the bone of allowing them to believe that they have some input into this. The way that you and I handled it was we sat down and made sure that we were on the same page, and then we presented it to in in the real estate business we only actually have the one employee. And um, and said this is sort of this is sort of the direction we're going to go. These are some changes we're going to make. Um, what do you see? And she had some really good suggestions, if you'll recall. That yeah. I, I think she had I think she had been stating I think she'd been kind of saying it up until then, but not like directly and out loud. Things like, if you want to do this many deals next year. I have to be 100% focused on doing the deals, which means you have to get me out of dealing with the contractors and out of dealing with the properties. Well, okay then. <laughs> no, she, she, has, she has made it clear that if, if, 
we want her to participate in this, which she's 100% willing to do, something has to change about her job. So that, that told me that she had buy-in, that and the fact that she later said, I really love all these changes that we're making, and read the book. Yeah. If she'd have said, oh, yeah, that sounds great, let's definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, and if that had been her attitude, you just show them the door? Um, you know, I would try and probably get, get them involved. And I mean, you know, honestly, if, if anybody out there who has employees, and that's probably a tiny fraction of our real life real estate audience, but anyone out there who has employees and you're thinking about doing this process, you already know which ones kind of need to go. And you already know which ones are going to be like, oh yeah, awesome. Let's definitely do that. And this is just going to make it really clear <laughs> that that's the case. And, you know, nobody likes firing people. Oh, nobody I likes do. firing people because you, you don't like to take the check away. And it's also because you just, you know, you don't like to, you don't want to have to find somebody else, right? <laughs> but for the, for, the, for the health of your organization and in a small business, your own sanity, you need the right people there. Hmm. Okay. All right, so we are about out of time. Let me let me put you on the spot real quick. What are the top three things that the people who listen to this and are intrigued by it should do tomorrow? Number one, start with your why. Start with your 10-year vision about what you want your life to be and your business to be. Um, that's not super detailed. That's not like I live on in Orlando, but rather like I live in a place that I really love. And I have this much equity and this many, this much cash and this much passive income. And then look at your one-year goals and say, what is it that is going to lead me to that that I can accomplish in the next year? Don't set more than one to three major one-year real estate goals. And if you possibly can, come to the Cincinnati RIA meeting tomorrow night. You can get a free guest pass at CincinnatiRIA.com. We're going to actually walk through the process of doing this, which is going to take an hour and a half, which we didn't have tonight. But if you can uh, do that, that would be a great place to get started. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, Vina, for joining us. And we were happy to host you. Um, maybe maybe we'll have you on another time some, sometime Who's in the we? future. What? George and Who's I. Who's we? George and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. It goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be rocking the mics all evening. Um, so thank you and uh, break a leg at your presentation this evening. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this week's installment of Real Life Real Estate Investing. And Vina will be back next week to help put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. <music>